you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the, world. in the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. The CEOs, authors, thought leaders, visionaries, and motivators. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times. Because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Hi, folks. It's Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. When the Iron Lady sings, that makes the show official. For 15 years, ladies and gentlemen, we've been bringing you the Chris Voss Show. Have you shared it with your family, friends, and relatives? Have you reached out to them and put five people in your downline and said, uh, you should go subscribe to the Chris Voss Show. Maybe use a little guilt and shaming. like uh, Tell them that uh, maybe you'll finally love them if they subscribe to the show or something. <laughs> Don't do that, people. That's not nice. Uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, as always, we bring the CEOs, the billionaires, the White House presidential advisors, governors, Congress members, U.S. ambassadors, astronauts, Pulitzer Prize winners, people who've lived a lifetime of things uh, and, and their journey and everything they've gone into, and they bring you what we like to call, as I always quote on the Chris Foss Show, stories are the owner's menu to life. So uh, as you engage in the Chris Foss Show, you join an elite group of people that bask in the Chris Foss Show glow and knowledge and all the wonderful things that our guests bring to us. Uh, today, we have an amazing young gentleman on the show. Ben Brown joins us. He is a sales expert, author, and father of two young children. He's worked in sales for over 23 years and currently works with small businesses and uh, helps them with their sales issues and low sales. When it comes to sales, he's done it all, from stock brokerage-style cold calling to uh, car salesman to gym memberships to medical devices. He can sell anything. He's gathered all of his sales experiences, 20 years' worth, and put them into a 10-step process and proven and tested sales process to help people get more clients and more sales uh he says when sales is done right it's a pleasing process welcome to the show ben how are you how are you chris glad to be here i am good and thanks for asking no one ever asks how i'm doing no one cares how oh. i feel <laughs> and what's the what's the title of your book master the art of closing the sale there you go and is it available on amazon yes sir it is there you go. Uh, so give us uh, your dot coms. Where can people find your uh, information and all that good stuff? Uh, 360 Sales uh, Consulting is the actual website. But if people want to reach out, very simple is Meet with Benjamin. My first name is Benjamin. And I have meetwithbenjamin.com uh, for people to connect with. And the book is on Amazon, Master the Articles and Sale by Benjamin Brown. But most of the people, the easiest way to reach me is we Meet with Benjamin. You know, we're so busy in our lives right now. Finding ways for people to communicate is easy. So I bought meetwithbenjamin.com and you can schedule a call right there. There you go. So mastering the art of closing the sale, the game-changing 10-step mm -hmm. sales process for getting more clients and referrals. Give us a 30,000 uh, overview of what's inside the book. Well, every sale has 10 steps, but not every business needs all 10 some sales processes are short, some are long, six months, some are mm -hmm. like instant, but sales is everywhere. Mm -hmm. So what I teach people, even like if you have a child and the child wants to get picked up, that's a sale because the purpose of a sale is to get somebody to move, right? There you go. So how do you do that? 
So what I analyze in the books is the 10 standard steps that a sale actually uses. And if you understand those, you start to understand the language of sales and oh. it's a skill. So do you want to tease uh, some of them out to us, the 10? Well, the first one is one really important. It's called uh, getting prepared. Mm. So most of the time people are not prepared for sales. Uh, it's like a, you know, I'll give you an example. You're in a mall. You want to date. You see a pretty girl. You're like, oh, you hesitate. You hesitate. You're not prepared. Right. Mm. So sales is every aspect of your life. If you're married and you get divorced, somehow you stop selling. So, <laughs> you know, that's that's it's very it's simple. It's very so true. sales is simple, but it's not easy. Mm hmm. It's very true. I mean, people don't realize that everything in life is sales. Like I'll meet people, you know, over the years when I've taught sales and, and stuff in our companies, I, I've had people say, you know, uh, I don't like selling. I, I, you know, I'm not a salesman. I don't like selling. It's like you sell all day long. You sell your, your, your significant others, your spouses. You sell people to fall in love with you and why they should. Um, you know, where where you buy a car to to sell people on what you think your image is and what you want them to believe it is. Uh, you know, we go on social media and try and sell that we're a good person. You know, try and when you go to a job interview, you're trying to sell yourself. A lot of people don't realize they're they've really been selling all their lives. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the thing, Chris. You sell, right? Mm -hmm. As a child, you sell all the time. Because you close. The step mm -hmm. that you use as a child is just to close. You don't have it set up. You don't have any other steps. So you close, 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 close. You get what you want, right? So in, in a Western civilization, uh, we're taught and trained to go to school, go to college, learn the skills that you need to get a job. And when you have a job, you have the money to get what you want, not ask for what you want. Oh, not so ask happens, for what you want. Right. So when I people like that. Go get their college degree, they go work for a company X amount of years, and then they start their own business, they realize they got to go back and start asking, and their muscle has atrophied because they haven't asked since they were children. There you go. It's it's uh, it's thing that uh, – I like that paradigm that you have, that you, you learn to ask for what you want instead of just like, oh, can I get a job? Uh, it makes all the difference in, in the world. Uh, of that paradigm. What are some of the other 10 uh, s uh, signals? Oh, uh, well, the next one is connect and relate. Um, we do this a lot more days uh, in this society where they call it relationship sales, where you get to know the person that you talk to, find something in common hmm. to, to make them more at ease, find some commonality, college, school, state, Report. weather, football, and that will let the a customer more at ease. The reason is that is because the difference between a great and a good salesperson is the number of questions that you ask. Oh, the so number it, of questions that you ask. Yes. So like most that. people are not good salespeople because they don't ask enough questions. Ah, I like that. <laughs> the, uh, you know, it's, it's people just think, well, I just you know, ask a few questions and it seems like, it seems like, uh, uh, this building rapport is so lost nowadays. People just, you know, they call you up or they pitch you over social media and they just go right <laughs> for the clothes. And you're just like, I don't know you from Adam. Like, I don't, I got nothing invested in your crap. Like, what the right. hell? Yeah. How does it make you feel? It, it makes you feel used, eh? It's like, right. it's like, it's like, take me to dinner first, wine and dine me, eh? Um, before you try, so I would I would get from that just based upon if I'm listening because the key part of a salesperson is that the end of your 
any of your sentence, you use the word A. So I would go back to if I'm on the phone with you and I go, Chris, you're from Canada? <laughs> no, we have a lot of people from Canada. On. I watched. So I then watched you go, Bob okay. Wow. And then I can reflect that and I build some type of rapport. So it's most of the thing what you're doing in sales that's important is that you're doing two activities mm -hmm. uh, proactively and you're doing one reactively at the same time. So one of the things you got to know exactly where you're going in the direction of the sale. You mm -hmm. have to be confident and then you have to listen. And most people don't listen. Mm. And that's, that's a real big issue because they don't care. They're just so busy pushing sales. Yeah. They're like, so buy, 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 buy my stuff. And you're like, <laughs> man, I don't know who you are. And you don't seem to have my interests at heart because you don't care. You didn't even bother to ask. Mm -hmm. So, you know, take a, take a hike. <laughs> <laughs> um, why, why do you think learning sales is so important? Well, it, it, it learns you to navigate in life because everything is actually sales. It, mm -hmm. If you look at it from that standpoint, mm -hmm. um, let me give you a good analogy, Chris, you can understand this. And that's one of the things I teach. It helps people understand. A homeless person that you see on the street, um, on a good corner that has a good mentality, you know, not mentally have issues, but just hard on their luck. Things are not working out. You know, mm -hmm. it can happen to any one of us. Right. So if you get a homeless person and they did a study and you, you go out on a corner, a good corner, and you, you put a sign out there on average in the United States, how much money you think that person can generate? Pretty. I don't know. It depends, I think, kind of where they're at. Like up here in you, I don't know. I have no idea. Okay. Normally between $300 and $700 a day. Mm -hmm. Right? So oh, I'm in the wrong business. At, you look at him or that person, right? Right? Yeah. $300 to $700. That's why you don't see him out there that much because what do they need? They don't have overhead. Mm -hmm. Right? So I asked a business person in retrospect, you have fax machine, computers, you have rent. You have a mortgage, you have cell phone bills, you have a website, you have everything. This person is making seven hundred, but three hundred, seven hundred dollars a day. Is your business making that? Normally, no, right? Entrepreneur, yeah. and you ask, what is the difference between you and that other person? Hmm. What is the difference? There is no difference. The difference between that person is the person, the homeless person is using something called focus. They don't care about what their family say, what their friends, they don't care what they look like, they don't care about rejection, they don't care what people say about them. They're out there to get what they want because their need is strong. It's either alcohol, drugs, something to eat, something to keep them warm, necessities, right? You go back to the necessities. So you don't care about anything else. When we go to work, do we have our coffee? Did our cell phone went off? Did our friends call? All these different distractions, right? Now, let me ask you a question. For that person in small business, they, they're normally selling a service or a product, right? Mm -hmm. What is the homeless person selling, Chris? Uh, just, I don't know. You tell me. What do you get when you give them money? Uh, you feel good. You feel like you've done what some do you, what, what do you What do you get, Chris? What do you get? I have no idea. You're going to have to tell me. You put your hand out. What do you get? What do you get in return from them? Nothing. When you give them money? Nothing. Uh, okay. So they're selling nothing, making $300 to $700 a day. You have a product or a service, and you can't match that. 
<laughs> so that I should definitely feel bad. <laughs> Who's the better sir? Who's the better salesperson? Yeah. Yeah. Well. So it's not about the product or service. It's you. <laughs> That's an interesting perspective. I mean, when you say that it's it's uh I mean you're 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 part of what you're selling is charity. You're buying is charity, you know. You want to feel no, like what, you're what do you get in return? You're giving you're you're giving them money. They're yeah. selling you. But you get a, you get a, you get a feel good thing like I helped somebody, I, I did something of charitable service. Right. So it should be easier if you're selling a product or service. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, he, he's basically selling, hey, you want to feel good, you want to help somebody, you wanna, you know, I'm gonna play in your guilt a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. So there, I think there's a trade there that actually takes take place. And I don't think yeah. it's nothing. Will you remember that a week from now? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, why would I not remember a week from now? I don't know. I'm saying you you tangibly don't get anything. Now you tangibly, get a feeling, yeah. Physically, yeah. You get a feeling. It's like somebody giving you like um like for men, somebody coming and give you a compliment which we don't get a lot. It's like, oh, I got a compliment, mm -hmm. right? So, but I'm saying on uh, between business and the sale itself, it's a sale going on there yes. where something yeah. is trans, something you could really service or something that is really product-wise. I mean, you market to get this thing out, the whole deal. They're not doing any of that. They don't have any overhead. That's and they're true. still doing the same either. process. <laughs> hmm? it's, they don't have any inventory either. No, no overhead, no website, no Instagram, no nothing. And they're making that type of money just because they're asking. I'm going to quit my day job. Uh, <laughs> how do you think sales have changed over the years? Uh, and uh, it, it has changed with online. There's a lot of online services. You know, when right. I grew up, you went knocking on doors and right. stores and stuff. How do you think sales have changed over the years? And is this process of sales changed or has it remained the same? It's the same thing, but just a different way. Most times in the last 10 years ago, we started using copy. People stopped reading. So mm -hmm. now we're on the visual deal, Instagram. Mm -hmm. I need to be visually sold. Uh, 10 years ago, you can write a copy and you can get make money. Everybody's in the game for the same thing. They're looking for low-hanging fruit, Right. So I go to a business person. I say, I take away your computer, your cell phone, and your fax machine, or whatever you have. How are you going to sell? So these are tools. Mm -hmm. When I started in sales, I had a black phone and a notebook. That was it. And we're pulling down, you know, in, the, in our company, we're pulling down, you know, tens of thousands a day in business just by being on the phone, proactively calling. People don't like to do that anymore. That's yeah. work, right? So if I can market myself to low-hanging fruit, why wouldn't I do that? I pay a, a, a firm to come in, you know, put us on Instagram, create these videos, get the vibe going, get everybody going, and then having them knocking down the door. And then people say, you know, they, it's a difference between an order taker and a salesperson, right? So uh, everybody would love to have that. But more than likely, these things are called tools, the cell phone, these things. Um, you know, the computers, these are tools, same thing they had back in the days. Um, you know, uh, before t they had radio, radio was a tool, mm -hmm. TV was a tool, cable was a tool. So if you look at it from that standpoint, sales has not changed, just the tools that you have has 
So if you still take somebody who has a million dollar business and they say, oh, you know, we're rocking and rolling. I said, there's a person walking down the street. Did you sell them? They probably couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> so sales really hasn't changed. Uh, you talk about this in your book. It's, you know, there's still the, the steps that you have. There's still gaining rapport, closing, uh, objections, uh, probing the client, uh, asking them what they want to achieve, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing you talk in your book is about discovering the secrets for turning skeptics into buyers and buyers into referral machines. Tell us about some of the, if you could tease out a little bit of that. Okay. There's businesses that don't need marketing. Mm-hmm. Amway. Right? So what they did, their sales process is the people that they hire. I'll pay you a percentage to go sell my product. Mm-hmm. And you're going to sell the person that's closest to you. I will invest the money in you to become a mini salesperson than spending millions and millions of dollars to market it out there on radio or TV or anything else. And you're more invested and you'll get more people in and then we'll raise you up and then you manage and do the same thing over and over and reproduce that. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the referral process. I've went in businesses that had no referral program. We're able to generate 20 to 40% because they're so focused on just the one sale. And when they're done, they move on. Mm -hmm. Your best customer is the one you just sold. Yeah. Right. And so people say, for example, let me give you an example. When should you ask for a referral? Oh, well, we ask for referral after we service and product. And you don't know how that's going to go. You normally ask for the referral right up front because that's the happiest they're ever going to be. Mm-hmm. So I say, who besides yourself did you know that we possibly be able to help with the product? Right, right after the sale is done. Step number ten is asking for a referral. It's not the sale. The sale is just automatic. Asking for the referral is the key because if you're my demographic and you're my target market. You should know somebody close. And when I talk to them, I can ask you to refer me, introduce me, which actually cuts down two of the steps of the process already and moves me on quicker to the next sale. There you go. There you go. Uh, so uh, that's one way of getting through it. Uh, the, uh, the other question I have is uh, how to stop wasting time with those who never purchase and identify those who will. How do we make that determination? Well, the step is called qualification. Most of the people have, but here's the three things that we initialize in, in the 10 steps. Number one is qualification, right? Mm-hmm. Are you the person that makes that decision? Who besides yourself makes the decision about things of this nature, whether it's a product or service, right? The next is investing in what's called an emotional trigger, finding mm-hmm. out emotionally what will happen if they use that product. That's going to help you in the process to understand If There's no emotions. Normal times there's no sale. And then after that, going to step number five, which is actually set up, if I could, would you? So I'm halfway done. Instead of going through pitching my product, I haven't even told you what I had to offer. I'm asking you if I could solve the problem that we talked about and we could do it. And if you're a strong enough salesperson, put a price behind it for this amount of money. Is there anything that's going to hold us back from getting that done today? Today, not next week, today. And asking those difficult questions is what's going to save you time. If I can't, then I need to move on, ask for a referral and go, right? Because that what most people try to do is get on to the close and then close, 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 close. <laughs> the person's not even qualified. 
So, you know, it's like, wow, you wasted, I don't know. And then you went through your whole presentation, which takes a lot of effort, depending on how many times you're doing that. I used to do sales at a computer show. You're pitching all day. So by three o'clock, you, your energy level, which is, you know, 80% of sales is confidence is kind of down. And all the people that are used against you karate wise is no. So you, you got to figure out how to try to get them to say no, you know, in like 20 million ways to stop this one word from coming into the picture. It's yeah. Crazy. Yeah. It's, it's, I get that all the time on LinkedIn and on my emails and everything else. People hit me up for stuff and it's like, I'm, you're, you're trying to sell me something. I don't even, I'm not even in this business. Like, <laughs> Like, you know, I've had people, you know, send me emails or LinkedIn messages being like, hey, you, you, we, we manufacture steel. You want to buy some steel that you can resell? And I'm like, How, where did you get the impression that I was in there? And you just wasted whatever your in-mail cost uh, to send that message to me. Right. Um, you know, you haven't qualified me. I, I get all sorts of weird stuff all the time that gets hit up on the show. Um, yes. And, and people, just, people just blast it at you. And don't ask questions, which uh, it's like it's like you being a, 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 a absolutely gorgeous girl. You ask them, they get offers, all crazy offers all the time. Yeah. Right. So the more popular you become, people are looking up to you because if I can sell you, I can sell your friends. So it's not really about you. It's about the status. If I can sell status and then put you as my referral, I can get if I can hit him. You know, some people call it the whale depending on your demographic and they look at it from that standpoint. So, you know, a lot of the Googling analytics that you probably had since you had this podcast has your status high. So everybody's fishing for you because you're a connector with everyone else. Yeah. So that's probably why it's a good thing to have. Like I said, it's, it's like being a, you know, a 10, which is not too many tens, but you're a 10, you get hit on all the time. Right. Yeah. I know yeah. it's rough, man. Being a 10. It's rough. It's rough, Chris. It's rough being the sexiest <laughs> man alive. Um, yeah, we need to disconnect that Google Analytics so people quit bugging me. <laughs> now, I just want to say they see all the videos on on LinkedIn because we pump you know live into LinkedIn, right? And uh, so they see all the action we do on LinkedIn um, because we we post a lot of stuff there, and we have a big LinkedIn newsletter in the LinkedIn uh, group of one hundred thirty thousand people, and. Wow. Um, so yeah, they see we're doing stuff, and I think that's where a lot of it comes from. But yeah, even then they're paying for their, you know, they're paying in mail on LinkedIn to send us a message, and I'm just like, <laughs> it's like serious, man. You're wasting a lot of money. Uh, one thing you talk about in the book is how to improve your communication still skills and ability to influence others, both in business and your personal life. What are some techniques that we can do to do that? Um, the main thing people have to do these days, uh, depending on your personality, is listen more. Mm -hmm. um, it's amazing. Um, I have two children. I have to consciously do it myself because we're moving at such a fast pace nowadays. Mm -hmm. Our attention span is maybe even a, a, a fifth of what it used to be when we were growing up in the 90s because so much stuff is being thrown at us. Um, to be in the moment and to thoroughly listen, um, you know, like yeah, I, I go back to relationships. You're not listening. It's like you heard something, but are you listening? So in sales, it's like feedback, asking the question back to make sure you thoroughly understand it because you 
The first rule I teach in sales, number one, when anybody works with me, rule number one is you never assume anything. Yeah, Nothing. Definitely, definitely never do that. Jesus. All rule out by questions. So it gives you ability to slow down because people, we're not being taught what a good conversation is. Right? School doesn't teach us that. So sales is a conversation of a different language that people need to understand. So that's why when people do it and I and I check with them or, or analyze them, I'm like, that's, I don't know what that is, but that's brutal. Um, so, you know, it's like, you know, it, sales is supposed to be fun. And so that's why people have negative connotations with it is because you actually have to come out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Um, to actually help people decide what they want. Yeah. Sales is normally seen as a negative, which it can. So it's a power that you have, and it could be used for good or it could be used for bad, which we all know the bad. We've seen it. We hear it on TV all the time. Guy done stole 300 and some odd, $350 million of stocks. Like, how did he do that? Mm -hmm. He did the same thing. He just did it on a bigger scale. <laughs> There you go. Um, and I think it's a negative because people uh, don't like, uh, you know, the objections. They don't like being told no. They don't like being rejected. Yeah. Right. People... And that comes back to where, Chris? What does that word come back to? They don't have the what? I have no idea. Confidence. Confidence. Okay. So, you know, when you go out, I always go back to relationships. Now. When you go out to try to date, or back in the days you had to approach girls, you know that you're going to get turned out. It's mm -hmm. part of the game. It's yeah, sales. part of the game. So most people quit. They don't like it. They don't have the confidence. So most of the time, dating coaches would have guys try to boost their confidence up to understand and take the rejection. So women said, oh, I don't like you know when guys do that. Well, you know what it took for that guy to do that? Like He had to work on himself to get the balls to go up to ask you to get shut down, which happens all the time. And then the other guy doesn't ask at all, which is a nice guy. He doesn't even show up in the picture because he can't even do it. But for some people, it took work to get to that point. Like, I know I'm going to get shut down. Like, I don't care. You know, it's like, and that's what it takes. And most people rather just go back nine to five and don't have the responsibility of putting their personality and their confidence on the line with a paycheck mm. because when you work a non a straight commission job mm -hmm. every week or every month your confidence and your talent is on the line like a football player there you go and i i would say in addition to confidence it's you know skills training right. knowing how to deal with rejection having yeah. a having this have, being taught a mindset of like, Hey, it's okay. If people tell you, no, uh, you know, my mindset has always been, if people tell me, no, thank you. Great. Uh, no big deal. I've, I, I'm one step closer to a sale because I know that sales is a numbers game. So right. if, if I knock on as many doors, if I ask as many girls for their phone number, um, uh, eventually I'll get to a yes. If I pursue no's, it's a numbers game. And not everyone's going to like you. Not everyone's going to buy from you. Welcome to life. Uh, it's not fair. Um, but <laughs> that's the, that's the process. But you know, even if you're even if you're a horrible salesman, you know that if you dial in a phone numbers, you're probably going to get a sale. You know, something's going to flop and land in your lap, as we used to call yeah. it. 
uh you know uh oh you, you're like uh, you always tell the bad salesman you're like oh you flopped a fish in your lap did you um just just jump right out and land it right on you and hit you in the face and but uh you know having all those other core competencies i think lead to confidence um having the knowledge base as a, as a grounding underneath you um understanding the the math really because mm-hmm. then, then you're not bothered by it you know if a girl tells me no for all the years that i've been single i don't i don't care great I mean, she just doesn't like me, and that's awesome because now I'm one girl closer to, you know, we can put her off of the 7 billion people on the planet list, or I think, I mean, we should probably say half because half are probably men and women. So, you know, I'm 3 billion point five minus one down um, to finding, you know, whatever, someone that I want to have annoy me for the rest of my life. Uh, so- <laughs> yes, and so one of the things I did, Chris, not to- is that I had a group of people and we were doing telephone sales. And so you can motivate people different ways. So mm-hmm. the contest was the person with the most no's got the bonus money. Oh, really? But, but you had to have, but you had to do the sale correctly. You couldn't cheapen it. So mm-hmm. if you did it correctly and you got the highest no's, then you got the bonus. You know what happened in the end? What? The person with the most no's got the bonus and had the most sales. <laughs> I love it. There you go. And that that's it. It's a numbers game. And you, yes. just have to, you just have to think of sales as a numbers game. You can't, you, you have to realize too that, well, I mean, I could say that they're not necessarily rejecting you, but they are um, because yeah. people buy from people they like. And so, right. um, you know, the greatest salesman I've ever had or met, they have kind of ability to be a, um, a, um, attractive to all sort of person um where they they know how to gain rapport with different styles of people they know how to kind of mold themselves to gain rapport with different sizes of people they know how to understand human nature uh understanding human nature is a real big part of it my some of my best salespeople have been psychologists like they know they read people really well and they know how to get get uh get into people's heads and understand them and what they're what they want and if they can do that you know people buy from people they like it's just right. a simple fact how it is they don't like you they're not going to buy from you whatever it is you're selling right unless they really desperately want it i've had some people really really, really, really need it bung a sales process to me and you're like what's that old meme that kicks around you know shut up and take my money already jesus uh, stop, stop selling talking. me yeah give me the sale um <laughs> So tell us what you do with your systems, with your website, with your coaching that you do. Tell us how people can work with you, what your services you provide, how they can onboard with you, et cetera, et cetera. Well, I say 360 because I've done all aspects of it. Uh, as far as some companies I've even hired, because one of the things, if you don't know how to sell, it's difficult to hire a salesperson. Mm-hmm. So I did that for one. <laughs> Look at him laughing. He knows, he knows it's true. He knows it's true. He's like, I, be, I keep going through people. I'm like, you're not a salesperson. You, you don't know how to hire. Like, you, One thing a salesperson do know how to do is get a job. They can get yeah. a job. Um, so, yeah, so I came from management. Um, and then, So what I do is I analyze uh, where you're going to get the biggest bang for the buck. Is it technology you're lacking? Is it sales skill? Is it a process? Is it referrals? So when I analyze a company, because I don't work with all of them, or an individual is figuring out where the money's going to come from to pay for me. I like the client that you're going to get. 
pay for me because my deal in the end is step number 10 referrals right so if i make you money when somebody has a problem they call need a, needs your sales are down call ben brown so i go into a company figuring out your system because most people have a marketing system they have an accounting system they don't have a successful sales system until no. something goes wrong uh competition come in they got sued uh you know the company got bought out something has changed where they need you know emergency band-aid on sales and so that's when the phone actually rings and i figure out what's going on what's the money you're looking to make so most of the time i'm able to generate 20 20 percent 40 percent or more just wow. depending on what the the problem is i'm a problem solver like mm -hmm. what is the problem you guys do you have a sales process that's the first thing no mm -hmm. okay so how do you correct it if it's going wrong well we're a million dollar company I've come into some companies that had no sales. Serious. Uh, so I've actually had to build a sales team, uh, projects that only take about six to seven months, hire the sales staff, bring them in, train them, bring a manager in to oversee it, give them the keys to the car and walk away. Wow. Um, so that's why I say when I do, I can do a lot. I can do a lot. I, that's a lot of work, a lot of work. Um, yeah. yeah. Normally it's um, the difference when I work with individuals is that I'm able to role play mm -hmm. because that rejection is the same thing. And when people reject you, they never tell you what you did wrong. So by role playing, you're able to see the difference in people and, and, and it's like acting in the same thing, what you're doing wrong because you never supposed to practice on your potential clients. But you don't see people role play. They just read a script or they, you know, do this and they don't role play. So cut, no, try it again, different tone, do this, do that. Listening to the phone conversations. Why did you say this? Where are you going when you're going with that? I mean, the direction I got when I started, I mean, everything was critiqued on cassette tapes. Why did you say that? I don't know. Take it out. Like it's a waste of time. You're taking them on the wrong direction. It's like all these little small things going on in that conversation because you're just trying to focus on what you're saying not what they're telling you mm. right so that's why i said the three things you have you got to do you got to know where you're going you got to be confident and you got to listen because in any potential sale that in long enough conversation of asking questions the client normal time is going to give you what's called golden nuggets or diamonds that they're throwing at you that people don't pick up yeah you go, oh did i hear you just say why did you say you know and then you get deeper into it which is the emotional trigger and you figure it out meanwhile the person is just talking a mile a minute right yeah. just pitching 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 and that's a numbers game that's fine but when you really want to ask for the referral sales go smooth it's a beautiful thing because they don't know they're being sold yeah that's that's the real key. If you can sell somebody and they they don't feel like they're being sold or pushed on, they can they can they can flow with it. And it just, and it, what's my and it was my ultimate goal, Chris? Mm -hmm. I want a referral. So if the sale goes smooth, I can go right into that. Since we're having this conversation, oh by the way, since we're on the phone and I've helped you, um, who would you? I would like to know at least two to three people that I know that I can help with the product or service that I just provided you. Who would you like to start with? Pause. Writing this down. Should I call them? Should you call them? When can I call them? Set me up, right? 
And if you mm -hmm. do that, insurance companies do a lot of that, right? So um, it's, 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 it's simple, but it's not easy because there's steps before that. But if you continue to process, uh, you'll see the success that you want. Definitely, definitely. Asking referrals is important, especially if your customer's happy. And you got to do it right there in the moment because, you know, after a while they tend to forget, you know, they move yeah. on. They're like, I, yeah. I did that. Now I'm now I'm doing something else. So I don't need to deal with that anymore. Um, and uh, that works really well. Uh, so where can people uh, onboard with you? How can they reach out? Give us your .com and, and the onboarding process or seeing if the you guys are a fit to each other. Oh, three things. Uh, 360salesconsulting.com. Mm -hmm. uh, or they can go meetwithbenjamin.com and mm -hmm. then schedule a call. Um, I tell people the book is Master the Art of Closing Sale. And I say, screw it, man. I'm one of those person. You can call me direct, 863-274-3898. There you go. <laughs> Just call them directly. That's the best way to do it. I, you know, so many people that put so many barriers between them and customers. I love this. Oh, yeah. Oh, because they like the low, they like the whole low hanging fruit and feel important. Yeah, <laughs> that or that. I think that sometimes they just don't want to talk to people. Like you'll see people like, yo, you got to do, you got to go fill out this form on my website, and then you got to do all this <laughs> stuff, and you're like, and then and then like, and then they're sitting around going, oh, I don't have any customers. I'm like, have you seen that form? Like I've had some people send me a form that they want me to fill out just to come on their podcast. And I'm like, Jesus, do you want my blood type and my stool sample and my, I don't know, names of my children and crap? Like, what the fuck? Do you don't even need any of this information, man. Well, so. here's the deal, Chris. We used to sell like this back in the days, right? Face-to-face, door-to-door, door-to-door salesman. And over the years, because of the tools that we provided, it's gotten further and further away well, you don't even know a face to the person that you're buying from. That's true. And I, I think it's important to, to know the face of the person you're buying from. I don't know. That's kind of my thought. Uh, so there you go. Uh, so this has been very insightful and very educational. Ben, thank you very much for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Yes. Awesome. It was good, good times always. Any good other time. questions? I love it. Uh, there you go. Uh, master the art of closing the sale. The game-changing 10-step sales process for getting more clients and referrals. Uh, thanks to your audience for tuning in. Go to goodreads.com, Fortress Chris Foss, LinkedIn.com, Fortress Chris Foss, YouTube.com, Fortress Chris Foss. Follow that big LinkedIn newsletter and the 130,000 group on LinkedIn as well. Thanks for tuning in. Be good to each other. Stay safe, and we'll see you guys next time.